In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Search goes on in San Francisco for the man known as the Zodiac Killer. In New York, the search continues for the 44 caliber killer. See if you can explain to me why I would want to be a Scientologist. Betches Media presents... Tell me we have a lead. Stone Cold, no. It was literally like the Hunger Games. Not another true crime podcast. What can I say? Tough titties. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the latest podcast from Betches Media, not another true crime podcast, where we will be talking about all the sketchy shit your heart desires. Stuff like scams, cults, conspiracy theories, and of course, murder. I'm Sarah Levine, editor-in-chief of Betches.com, and my co-host is Hannah Perkins, famed memer of the Pretend Blonde account and former Betches writer. Just a warning before we start, this episode is going to be super long and you'll soon find out why. Yeah, we really can't help it with this episode. Um, I'm super thrilled to talk about this next cult because they're so real. They're so prevalent. uh, They're also kind of scary. (laughs) So pray for us. Mm -hmm. Um, Today, we are going to talk about Scientology. I'm so excited. Yeah, Um, I'm excited and a little bit scared because... um, I've read a good bit of first person accounts on Reddit where like people would sort of sign up for Scientology or show interest as a joke. And then, well, you'll see what happens when what Scientologists do to you if you don't take them seriously. There's like a very large Scientology church. Like, I'm not shitting you down the street from my house. So really treading on thin ice here. Um, it's fine. Well, it's funny that you say that because I'm a very short bus ride to the Scientology church in Harlem, which I think it's also weird that you have like a rich people church in Harlem. But I was thinking of kind of going in there to investigate for the purpose of this podcast. But I was like, nah, these people do not fuck around. It is no offense to everyone listening, but it is not worth it. They just are. They're sketchy. I I don't know. I told Cameron that we were doing this episode and he was like, be very careful about the things that you say because I'm not trying to get stalked. So I said the same thing to our podcast guy and he was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, pretty much. Thanks, <laughs> so <laughs> thanks so much for all the support, Cameron and Mike. I have been fascinated with Scientology for a really long time. So I watched Going Clear, which I know we both watched. Yeah, I watched that one. I watched several episodes of Leah Remini, and I watched a bunch of interviews that she had. Mm-hmm. And then I watched uh, South Park, which is easily the most <laughs> important of the three. Yeah, definitely so, the most <laughs> educational. I feel like South Park does its research. So I felt oh, yeah, good about I, it. I know. I'm joking. But yeah, they're so. thorough. Yeah, I pretty much just watched Going Clear. 
but then I did like a ton of internet stalking because I feel like that's my medium of choice. Are we even really true crime talkers if we're not on Reddit all the time? No, we are Who not. Who could say? <laughs> no. So, so I was on Reddit psyching myself out. <laughs> so yeah. there's that. But all I right. mean, there's been plenty of other podcasts that have talked about Scientology. Let's hope for the best here. I feel like our format is going to differ a little bit slightly. And that's because I feel like a lot of people know kind of the gist of Scientology. But we kind of right. want to talk about what... Maybe you don't know. Um, Right. So there's like a couple of major players that I want to focus on today. So first, we're going to tell you who they are and what their deal is and what they have been accused of doing. And I promise you, like a good old rom-com told through vignettes, these people (laughs) are all going to come together in a very dramatic way. So our four main characters are L. Ron Hubbard, David Miscavige, Marty Rathbun and Leah Remini. Let's kick it off with L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard is the guy who invented Scientology. He's basically the monster behind the madness. We say that he invented Scientology because Scientology is literally made up in every aspect. L. Ron Hubbard, he's just, he's a douche canoe, um, which is crazy because no one really talks about it. In all these things that I've watched, I mean, L. Ron Hubbard was discussed in Going Clear. I will say that they did talk about them. But Leah Remini doesn't really talk about him. And a lot of ex-Scientologists don't particularly discuss him. They talk about some of the other characters that we're going to talk about, especially David Miscavige. He was kind of their idolized God figure. That's still something they don't want to touch. It's like one of those things where it's like when you talk shit about the church, but you don't talk shit about God. Or like you're not going to talk shit about like Abraham, even if you have problems with Judaism. Right. Well, it's just one of those things where it's like, and Abraham did almost kill his own son. So, you know, there you go. Nobody he is had perfect. his faults. So Vanity Fair literally writes this about him. Say what you will about L. Ron Hubbard, the notorious founder of Scientology. Despite his many flaws, or perhaps because of them, he was a true Hollywood visionary, a shady pioneer in the dark arts of packaging, branding, and synergy. What? Yeah, so I pulled this quote out um, in a Vanity Fair article that they did. Um, about David Miscavige and his wife. It gets really shady. We'll get there. But that is how the article opened. And it's like, you're, you're like kind of saying, say what you will about this guy. He was a visionary. Huh? Yeah, it's baffling. It really is. Um, especially because when you learn about the kind of guy Elron is, you're like, no, fuck this guy. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Um, so Elron Hubbard is a science fiction writer. That's literally his job. Or it was because he's no longer alive. <laughs> yeah, he's he is dead. He was a science fiction writer and he always said that the best way to make money is to start a religion. He's got a God complex and he's pretty greedy and he decided to turn his science fiction work into this imaginary religion. That's like literally like J.K. Rowling being like, I am going to build Hogwarts. A lot of people would follow it. I would go. If his stuff was, I don't know how popular it was. I mean, he was a Pulp Fiction writer, which is like, it's just printed on cheap paper. Right. It's not like high, I don't know, think it's high quality literature. But he printed like a million books. Dianetics, which was his big book, was huge. It was seriously massive. So and that was kind of the one that introduced Scientology. So he writes all these books. Then he goes to the war because it's World War II. And after Pearl Harbor, he joins the Navy as a commander. And he tells everyone he sunk two Japanese ships. That's a heavy claim. And, you know, in my Jerry Springer voice, 
That was a lie. Um, <laughs> he did, still can't do that voice. Don't quit your day. Um, he actually blew his ammo, and I so heavily want to say blew his load, but he blew his ammo into the ocean and accidentally bombed a small uncharted island off of Mexico, which huge accident, huge mistake. Um, so he was discharged, obviously. Then he marries a girl named Sarah. Not me, for the record. She spells it the same way, too. That's kind of crazy. So he marries Sarah. He was physically and emotionally abusive to Sarah. He would tell her that if she upset him, he would kill himself. That's that emotional abuse right there. And one time, he literally hit her in her sleep with a piece of wood because she was smiling while she was sleeping, which means she must have been dreaming about another man. Yeah, that is... That shit. As we read all this, think about that Vanity Fair quote, because it's ridiculous. So when Sarah tries to leave him, he kidnaps their baby daughter. He takes the daughter to Cuba, which in like the 70s, which is a pretty sketch time to go to Cuba. He leaves her with two mentally handicapped women who put his daughter in a cage. And he tells Sarah that he kidnapped their baby and he ripped her into pieces and she's dead and it's all Sarah's fault. So obviously... Say what you will about this domestic abuser and child abuser, but he was a marketing genius. Okay, Vanity Fair, what the hell? Yeah, what the fuck is that journalism right there? So it's like a bad Criminal Minds episode. You know, I took the baby and I ripped her in parts. It's just really bad. So he eventually gives his daughter back because, shocker, he didn't rip her into pieces. He gives his daughter back. He cleans out all their joint accounts. Sarah goes broke because he's a dick. He then decides to get going on that religion. So he starts with the book Dianetics, The Modern Science of Mental Health. Let us remind you that he is not a doctor or a psychologist of any kind. So the concept of Dianetics is that you have two sides of the mind. You have an analytical side, which is a robotic and computer-like side. And then you have the reactive side, which is emotions and memories. Again, not a doctor. But it like makes sense. So I feel like if you're not also a psychology student, I could sort of see falling for the basic premise of this book. I mean, it's just a ripoff of left brain, right brain, right? How is that any different than like people who believe in the secret? It's fucking not. What's the secret? Oh, it's this book that came out. It must have been like early 2000s or so. And it was like this huge cultural phenomenon that I suppose you missed. I guess so. It was like change your life and all the celebrities talked about it like oprah i read it and like it was essentially just like the power of positive thinking and if you put something out into the universe it will happen and it was this entire book that like so many people swear by it's kind of like okay yeah we can sit here and make fun of dianetics but that kind of shit happens all the time people just make up like a psychological thing you get some like lukewarm evidence to try and back it up blows up i mean he didn't have oprah's book list back then but if he did man yeah god this would have definitely been on it so yeah he basically was like left brain right brain in scientology you had to advance through a process called auditing and this is like a lot of where elron and david miscavige and all these other players you meet really this is where they find out their their true bad sides is through auditing it's basically like confessionals it's you have an auditor to listen to your problems and then a machine that hooks you hooks up to you and supposedly calculates the mass of your thoughts which does not exist. Doesn't exist. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, if you've your thoughts ever do not wondered have why you're able to keep your head upright. <laughs> 
It is in part <laughs> because your thoughts do not weigh anything. So the auditor asks super probing questions and continues to ask until your mass of thoughts decreases. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't auditors also just people who've advanced through Scientology? They don't like go yeah. to a special school. No, there's no need to yeah. correct you because you're right. Um, it's just people who have advanced in Scientology, and that means they've paid a lot of money, which right. we'll get we'll get to that. But they're just the moral story is they're not qualified. They're not therapists. They're not psychoanalysts. They're people hooking you up to literally two cans hooked to an electrical wire and calling it an auditing test, whatever the fuck that is. The ultimate goal of Scientology is to go completely clear, which means that you erase your mind, but you're totally capable and alert. That sounds like a really just boring way to live. It's like there's an easier way to do this without confessing all your secrets, and that's just doing acid. So Elron makes up this bullshit, and he claims it's psychology. He truly believes that he's a psychologist, and he tries to write in to psychology associations to get it certified, but they're like what the fuck um no this is not this is not science and he thinks that they don't want to certify it because the health departments in america want to keep people sick hashtag big pharma yeah doesn't that sound like something that like an anti-vaxxer would say yep yes just you know just these crazy blaming game of thing of everything whatever right so so he used it to make a bunch of money. So what he would do is he'd give lectures on Dianetics and people were super into this. Like, just like the secret, people believed this shit. And he would charge $50 per person per lecture in the 1950s, which translates now to a lot of money. Um, and people would go and he would audit them, you know, in front of everyone. And he would do these weird psychoanalytic readings. It was really strange. And it was essentially therapy in people's minds, but not because he's not a therapist. Right. And, and they, he, they did mention in Going Clear, too, that like in order to advance to these like higher levels in Scientology, you have to like pay for classes and auditing. And yeah. so they I think they said this figure that it could cost you like hundreds of thousands of dollars or a hundred thousand dollars by the time you get all the way up to the top yeah going clear like actual not the the film the actual act of going clear in scientology ends up to someone costing in between you know 100 grand to 300 grand depending on also and this wasn't prevalent during l ron's time but now depending on donations that people give so it really it like you said it's a rich person's religion or cult mm -hmm. because you cannot be in Scientology without money. It's just the truth. Elron makes a bunch of money off of this. Like he said, he would, he becomes a multimillionaire, but you know, he thinks it's a religion. He thinks, he also thinks he's a psychologist. He thinks a lot of things. So he does, he decides to do the worst thing ever and not pay taxes on the money that he's making from Scientology because religions don't have to pay taxes. Churches don't. So he doesn't think he has to, and um, the IRS is like, guess what? You have yeah, to pay knock, taxes. Knock. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I don't give a shit what you think. Um, this is what the law says. And so he goes into hiding and he isn't seen until after 1980. And he goes into hiding in the most not hiding way at all. He like sails around the <laughs> <Yeah>. world. Like, <laughs> like, white dude shit. Yeah, he for real. around the fucking world to avoid paying my taxes. And he goes on uh -huh. interviews and he talks about how, you know, he's living his 
living through his former past lives and he's sailing the world to discover ancient civilization. So really taking this hiding thing very seriously, Elron is. Um, and he recruits like a little mini army called Sea Orgs, which will exist to this day, still exists. And he, yeah, isn't seen until 1980. And then he reemerges in the place where, as you and I discussed in our Budafeld episode, all cults end up. And that's Los Angeles. So he goes into like the Hollywood world. He dies in 1986. Yeah, wait, I I think you're wrong because I think he went into LA in like the 70s. I think that's when he started recruiting in Hollywood. So by the time he was getting like audited by the IRS, he was already like out to sea. I just know that he ends up in LA and that's where the most famous center is now, which is the Celebrity Center. It's massive and it's on like L. Ron Hubbard Way and it's very famous, but he he does end up building that. So somewhere in between the 70s and 80s, he's in LA, but he does reemerge after 1980 and he dies in 1986 of supposedly a stroke. A Scientologist signs his death certificate, so we really don't know how he died and he's cremated without an autopsy. So, yeah, so we'll never really know, but I mean, yeah. whatever. We don't have any reason to believe that he didn't die of anything didn't other die than of natural stroke. causes, yeah. right? Just some fun quotes from the New York Times obituary of L. Ron Hubbard that I found that I thought were interesting. So the Times actually reported in July 1984 that several former church officials alleged that Mr. Hubbard had directed them to secretly divert more than $100 million from church coffers into foreign bank accounts. So it's not like this guy was like, oh, I don't, I shouldn't pay taxes. I'm a church and like a law-abiding citizen. Like, no, he was sort of acting like a guilty person and hiding his money in foreign banks. Yeah, everyone knows that sketch. However, um, also according to the same obituary, organization officials have repeatedly denied any wrongdoing. At the time of his death, a federal grand jury was looking into allegations that L. Ron Hubbard and his aides violated federal tax laws and other statutes. The craziest thing about this is that this is in his obituary. <laughs> like, well, they're like, they're not pulling any shit where they're like, say what no. you want about L. Ron Hubbard. They're like, nope, this dude died. This dude sucks they're like scientologists signed his death certificate he allegedly owed a bunch of money in taxes just reporting the straight facts l ron hubbard is a very bad person and gave life to a very bad organization holy shit we are so gonna get stalked after this episode he's like the the start of the big players and we said there's four more but i think um before we get into i think david miscavige is the next one we've Mm -hmm. got to tackle before we get into him um, should we do a crash crash course on what Scientology is? Yes. And I think okay. you said it that South Park probably explains it the best. So Hell here's yeah. just a clip of their explanation for your listening pleasure. Usually to hear the secret doctrine, you have to be in the church for several years, Stan. Are you ready to hear the truth? I, I guess. You see, Stan, there is a reason for people feeling sad and depressed. An alien reason. It all began 75 million years ago. Back then, there was a galactic federation of planets, which was ruled over by the evil Lord Xenu. Xenu thought his galaxy was overpopulated, and so he rounded up countless aliens from all different planets, and then had those aliens frozen. The frozen alien bodies were loaded onto Xenu's galactic cruisers, which looked like DC-8s, except with rocket engines. The cruisers then took the frozen alien bodies to our planet, Earth, and dumped them into the volcanoes of Hawaii. The aliens were no longer frozen. They were dead. 
The souls of those aliens, however, lived on and all floated up towards the sky. But the evil Lord Xenu had prepared for this. Xenu didn't want their souls to return, and so he built giant soul catchers in the sky. The souls were taken to a huge soul brainwashing facility, which Xenu had also built on Earth. There, the souls were forced to watch days of brainwashing material, which tricked them into believing a false reality. Xenu then released the alien souls, which roamed the Earth aimlessly in a fog of confusion. At the dawn of man, the souls finally found bodies which they could grab onto. They attached themselves to all mankind, which still to this day causes all our fears, our confusions, and our problems. But to quote my, one of my favorite movies, the TLDR version of this is, it's a fucking dumb fairy tale religion, you fuck. What is that from? <laughs> Super bad. Oh my God, I don't remember that. When he's like, <laughs> McLovin is not a name, it's a fucking dumb fairy tale name, you fuck. This is, the more you listen to it, I just, I can't stress enough how much of a cult this is. Um, that's all I've got to say. Thank you for listening to my TED Talk. <laughs> gonna bring us to like i would say my favorite dude but he scares the shit out of me his but he's really interesting yeah. i i will oh, give him he's that. interesting as fuck his name is david miscavige yeah. which like first of Great all name. right he already has the last name of like an evil cartoon villain yeah it really is it's mischievous scavage or savage combined yeah mischievous it's also like savage evocative of misca- miscarriage so it's like you know, it's all, yeah, all it's, bad it's like mis- miscreant mischievous <laughs> all these things it's right like i got it's good do some it's research good on like the etymology of this dude's last name but you already know it's bad news uh david miscavige was this young up-and-comer who started in scientology really young and rose through the ranks he was literally auditing people at 12 years old according to vanity fair so like this, <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> i cannot imagine being an adult and having some like 12 year old kid probing yeah but this dude was a lifer so I feel like knowing that is important because like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's not about to just like cut and run at the first sign of trouble within Scientology. There's like this motherfucker's in in it to like, win yeah. it, I guess. Um, yeah. And he actually became a really prominent member of the Sea Org, which were the people who like towards the end of L. Ron Hubbard's life when he was on the run from the law, they were literally out at sea with him. Yeah. Um, and so he took over Scientology when L. Ron Hubbard died and he became the chairman of the board in 1987. Was he, he didn't like get it handed down. Like he just kind of took it over, right? I don't really know. I mean, it's sort of, I kind of got the impression that he was very, very close to L. Ron Hubbard and it was like got a it. logical transition. Okay. I don't think he staged like a coup. I think people were like, yeah, this makes sense. He's very like domineering his personality. is. So I could see where he's just like, I'm in charge now. And people are like, okay. <laughs> so. Yeah. Cause we're post close personal friends with this guy. <laughs> Definitely not. Miscavige believes that 98% of people are evil and 2% are good, which was actually the complete opposite of what L. Ron Hubbard believed. Um, he believed that 98% of people were good and 2% were evil, which is like a lot more of a, I don't know, comforting way to view the world. Right. And I kind of, I mean, I just like to try to make connections. I, I wonder if this belief of miscavages is like at least partly responsible for why Scientology just got so freaking dark under his I'm leadership. I'm sure it is. Because if you believe that 98% of people are evil, sometimes I believe that dating in New York, but that's another subject. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're right. I think that that um, mentality permeates throughout the entire religion. And mm-hmm. it's like when we get into it more, I mean, he really narrows down that 2% because he yep. just screws over people. Yeah, so you can kind of tell that there's not a lot of trust there, just the way yeah. that he leads. So let's totally. talk about what this motherfucker did. Okay. So probably the most notable thing was that he got the Church of Scientology recognized as a religion by the IRS. Yeah, that was big. So yeah. the major benefit to doing that is that churches don't pay taxes. Again, until they got recognized, they legitimately owed billions of dollars with a B. So they saved yeah. a pretty penny. <laughs> the other important thing too about being declared a church is that and this will become an important leader churches don't have to answer to the same like legal yeah. not that they don't have to answer to the same laws and they get a blank check but for instance and this is going to come up later and it's super interesting i can't really sue the church and i gathered this from what they were saying and going clear if i try to sue my church for something the courts are going to be like this is a first amendment issue like handle it internally so it's not as though like the news this week with the Pennsylvania, I think, archdiocese. Yeah, and there's child abuse scandal. It's not like, oh, if you're in a church, you can do whatever you want without consequences. Definitely not. But it's certainly a lot harder to sue. So it is. It's a lot harder to sue. And I think there's like workarounds of things because I mean, I don't know if you ever saw that movie Spotlight, Mm-mm. which was amazing. But a lot of these guys who like were found not guilty, but they, you know, it'd been they'd been caught molesting children the church like did weird workarounds and nothing ever came of it and so the church doesn't have different laws but i think they're they're monitored differently and i think they just just handle it internally i mean this just gives you a peek into my legal expertise there was this episode of law and order svu where the priests were molesting these children the church knew about it because they would be like oh well father whatever you know just just confess and you'll be fine and do some hail marys and whatever and he did that shit but obviously he kept molesting people because he was a pedophile so that was like the whole episode was kind of like how they're jeez yeah but this is svu so i'm getting super off topic svu oddly is similar to real life though it's oddly similar ripped from the headlines for sure how scientology got declared a church was essentially they just sued the irs until they gave up again scientology had billions of dollars it's alleged that miscavige had scientologists follow irs agents and threaten their families again alleged i'm Mm -hmm. sure the church would deny this imagine just having the balls to threaten the irs Right. <laughs> like, like, there's very few pieces of mail I'm ever scared getting. And I would say the IRS is like number one, the like the main one. I, I got audited or not audited, but I got like a, a big piece of mail from them last year. And Ooh. I was, it was so scary. I got that envelope and I was like, oh my God, my life is over. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's also alleged that they would like intimidate IRS agents, surveil them, make threats. Again, I mean, none of this has really been proven as a fact. So I'm treading very lightly here. Right. Um, So that's just the tip of the iceberg, though. So what else did this dude do? Okay, well, first of all, when he became the leader and during his time running the church, this thing called the prison, Scientology prison, became popular or just, I suppose, more widely used. And the gist of that was like, if your beliefs faltered or got called into question, at least at the Hollywood church, they would legit send these people to a prison camp on site where they would do hard labor for 30 hours on 
and five off. And then the five hours off, they were spending getting audited. Wait, but there's 24 hours in a day. How does this math add up? They were due 30 hours at a time and then they get five oh, hours off okay. and they go to 30 hours at a time. But during the five hours off, they were audited. So they're not really yeah, off. So they got like no sleep. Yikes. That sounds like torture. So, well, sleep deprivation is like a really easy way to oh, yeah. brainwash people because people don't think well when they have no sleep, obviously. Uh, I can attest. Yeah, <laughs> I know. This is like what kills me about this is like this is worse than actual prison. Like people mm-hmm. on death row get treated better than well people in death row actually get treated pretty well in the general population they get treated better than these people do who are in church prison it's also alleged by some former members that miscavige instituted this punishment system called the whole specifically for the sea org members who as you'll recall were these people who were like really close to l ron hubbard and then it just i think kind of became like a synonym for people who are like top top people again they claim that he would put them in this thing called the hole which was a trail and would have them do things like lick the floors clean, which, uh, Ugh. vomit. Um, they would also, like, hose them down or I think just, like, get them wet somehow and then put on these, like, blasting air conditioners so they would be really cold. Again, that is describing more torture tactics and also just, oh, that's so fucking gross. Having to lick a yeah. floor clean. Yeah, you'd get really sick. And it's just... I mean, all of it's really, really bad. And the thing is, is that the whole, it wasn't like a temporary thing where it's like, oh, you go in, you're in trouble. Like you go in the hole, you're on timeout. Like people were in there for years. One guy, I, he was in there for like eight years or something like that. I don't know. Actually, I don't remember that, but Jesus. It was nuts. Uh, I mean, Marty Rathbun, who we'll get to, I mean, he was in there for months, I'm pretty sure. But one of the most memorable anecdotes in Going Clear was how one of the former members describes this time where they were in the hole and they all had to play musical chairs and it was set to Bohemian Rhapsody. And then the last person left got to stay in Sea Org. And I kind of want to repeat that. So they were literally f- playing this game for the right, yes, to stay in Scientology. And these dudes were literally beating each other to a pulp to get to these chairs. So think about that. Think about how brainwashed and manipulated you'd have to be to like assault your way to stay in this church to further yeah. get mistreated. You're fighting your friends. That's like the craziest thing. You're fighting your friends. You've been tortured for so long and you still want to be a part of it. Yeah, it's holy just, shit. I'd be like, you take the yeah. chairs. I'm out of here. Goodbye. Yeah. And I love the song Bohemian Rhapsody and that just really made me upset. Yeah, that's clearly the worst part. <laughs> I mean, they play it in Going Clear and I and I was like, oh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, I love this song. And they're like, and then we all fought each other to this song. And I was like, holy shit. Right? <laughs> like, what? I know. It's like this a just took a turn. ritual gone so wrong. Yeah, so wrong. It's also, it was bad. Also, at but, the end, Miscavige was allegedly like, uh, JK, you guys can all stay. <gasps> I'd be like, you motherfucker. Oh, I'd be so mad. But what's crazy is that these guys were like his trusted confidants you know what i mean he just he was like his trust was withering in them so he throws them in the hole but if this is what he does to his trusted committee just like imagine what he does to people he doesn't like oh we don't have to imagine because there are accounts of from people who are called suppressives which are enemies of the church and also potential trouble sources who 
are exactly what it sounds. Um, I would yeah. also say often suppressives are people who either left the church or are yeah. related to someone in the church. Like I think slash hope that if you're just like a random person who doesn't happen to believe in Scientology, I don't think they would label you a suppressive. Yeah. I don't think they give that much of a shit at that point. Well, so I actually watched an, an interview that was interesting about suppressives is with Leah Remini. I love her and Chelsea Handler. Mm -hmm. And it was when Chelsea had her show on Netflix and Chelsea was like, uh, you know, how am I not a suppressive? Cause I guess she wasn't labeled a suppressive and Leah Remini knew that because she was in Scientology. Was Chelsea and Handler in Scientology? No, no, okay. no. Chelsea Handler hates Scientology. Phew, thank God. I was like, we, yeah, we no, Chelsea, Chelsea Handler's Chelsea Handler's a Jew. She's a Jewish girl, just like you are. And okay, me. I'm just making sure that she didn't get yeah, sucked no. in at some point. She was like, how am I not a suppressive? Like, I openly make fun of Scientology. I talk shit about Scientology, like all this stuff. And Leah Remini said that she's not a suppressive because when Chelsea makes fun of Scientology, she does it in the same comedy skit that she makes fun of Catholicism and Judaism, Hinduism, and, you know, just a bunch of other actual religions mm -hmm. so she's like so in their eyes you're actually doing them a favor because you've put them in this group where they're now in the same like like look they made fun of catholicism and now they're making fun of us see we're a religion we're on par with catholicism and it was really interesting Whoa. when she said that she was like so you're not a suppressive you're kind of doing them a favor in that way and hmm. then chelsea handler gets mad because she's not a suppressive i need to watch this mostly so i know like how scared i need to be however we have made comments about is christianity the largest cult ever we said that like last week right yeah we did and you know jury's out on that and you know i i mean i think all religions have sketchy parts but i do think that uh scientology is in no way shape or form a religion i think it's a hundred percent a cult that's my hot take but i it's interesting you should go watch that interview and she does another interview with bill maher about kind of a similar thing and bill maher mm -hmm. just hates religion in general so on to the topic of suppressives hopefully not yeah. glimpsing into our future it's claimed and going clear that if you're labeled a suppressive they'll show up at your family's house they'll do surveillance on you uh, create fake websites defaming you so suppressives like you said they're most of the time they're people who were in Scientology because realistically like you and I can shoot the shit about how much we dislike Scientology but we only know what we've been told by people who were in Scientology and those right. are the real enemies because they're like sharing the secrets some of the suppressives are featured in Going Clear the most famous one is Leah Remini. She's definitely the most prominent one. She's definitely the most well-known because she's famous. They have quite a few famous celebrities in Which Scientology. Which I sort of like worry about her though because she's literally the most famous suppressive person. Everyone knows that she's really on this crusade to yeah. expose Take Scientology, right? So I actually, I was talking about this with someone and they're like, well, if she dies, everyone's going to immediately assume Scientology had something to do with it. And I'm like, I don't know though, but would like, would they care? Maybe, maybe that's keeping her alive. Like, that's, yeah, that's what someone said. Like, someone that I talked to about it hypothesized. Yeah, maybe she's as safe as she possibly can be in her in her crusade because she's making it all out there. Also, I don't think that there are claims of them killing anyone. So, no. Well, yeah. Well, maybe not. So, we're, well, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, well okay. Oh, this is the uh, thin ice that we're dancing on here. Yeah. So. Leah Remini is a, is a suppressive. She's very famous. She was on King of Queens with uh, 
Kevin, Kevin the mall James. cop guy. So she was a Scientologist since the age of nine. Her parents brought her into Scientology. And she was like really into it at one point. Like there's definitely quotes of her being really supportive of Scientology. Definitely into it. Other famous Scientologists are the ones we all know. Uh, John Travolta. Tom Cruise is like the big one. Uh, Elizabeth Moss is a Scientologist. Mm-hmm. There's a decent amount of famous people. Yeah, so, so many. I mean, I Googled it and I don't want to spoil it, but I read on Wikipedia that Dougie Fresh is a Scientologist and I'm like, sir. Who is is that? He is a rapper. Oh my gosh. I don't know any of these names. It's fine. He's Um, like old school. (laughs) The guy who plays Hyde on that 70s show is also a Scientologist but he's also also, been accused of rape. Yep. I was about to say that. So He's also a rapist. Alleged, but yeah. So Leah Remini was a Scientologist really young. She is very involved into her, her adult life. She gets decently high up in Scientology. She does have a lot of money. So, you know, that helps. And they treat their celebrity Scientologists really, really well. Tom Cruise has like slaves pretty much in Scientology that just do everything for him. And Tom Cruise's son is a Scientologist and he like lives in a Scientology center in Florida. Wow. It's the one with, yeah, it's the one that he adopted with Nicole Kidman. Wow. Such a shame. So she gets older and she's now a suppressive or they call her a squirrel (laughs) because she's defected and she's famous. Apparently famous people who defect are squirrels. She leaves. And the reason she left, which is where we get into a, an interesting subject and also a, a possible true crime is she goes to Tom Cruise's wedding to Kate Holmes. I think it's in like 2008. And she asked David Miscavige, who we've all gone over, a horrible person, where his wife is. His wife's name is Shelly. And he asked, she asked David, where's Shelly? Which is like a pretty normal question, I feel like. Yeah, like I get asked. Where's your plus one? Yeah. Where's your wife at? But I don't think that's a weird question. And she didn't either. Like she was like, oh, hey, where's Shelly? Like she should be here. And people flipped at Leah Remini. People were like, you're not high enough to ask that. Like, blah, 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 blah. And she, David Miscavige. Did she really what? ask it innocently? I guess we'll never really know. She, According to her, she did. And I don't think she had any reason to believe that anything was wrong with Shelly Miscavige. I think she okay. was just kind of like, oh, like, where's Shelly? Okay. And according to Leah Remini, they were like kind of friends. Like, they kind of knew each other. Okay. Um, they would talk, you know, every now and then. They weren't like besties or anything, but they definitely like knew of each other. Again, not a super weird question to ask so leah remini more is kind of like what the fuck is everyone's problem when she asked that well it turns out and she gets in really really big trouble for this by the way like people are really and she has to go do like super hardcore auditing sessions like she gets punished for asking david miscavige where his wife is she is like now pissed off and she kind of looks into it more. And a lot of people have been looking into this. So Shelly Miscavige, who probably should be our fifth character in this whole thing, mm-hmm. is David's wife. And she has been missing since 2007. Which is so, what some people are claiming. Which is alleged. <laughs> <laughs> she's ale- <laughs> She's allegedly been missing for 11 years. No one has seen her in 11 right. years. People are, Let's just put it that to way. To be clear, like people are saying that she's been missing since 2007 because she hasn't been seen out. She hasn't been doing public events or interviews, right. which she normally would do. Yeah. And then you have David Miscavige, who when he's asked, instead of just being like a normal person who lies and being like, oh, yeah, she wasn't feeling good. He's like, don't you ever fucking speak about what that do you again? Mean, not that you're- feeling good for seven years, 11 years. Well, <laughs> 
if Leah Remini really didn't have any reason, because she asked in 2008, there's maybe she didn't see Shelly for a couple months. Like, there's no reason necessarily for her to know, mm-hmm. you know? So she he could have easily been like, oh, she's not here tonight because of this. And she probably would have been like, okay, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah, it's kind of like the Barbra Streisand effect. And I feel like that happened in some other thing that we talked about, but now I'm blinking on it. But it's like, mm-hmm. when you try to draw attention away from a problem by being like, nothing, what the hell, why... It's like, yeah, then someone's you like, just draw oh, more attention well, to maybe it. Maybe I should poke into this when I wasn't initially intending to. Yeah, it's like that whole saying, like, the lady doth protest too much. It's oh, like, that's what that means. <laughs> I never yeah, knew. It, yeah, it's a Shakespeare, <laughs> it's just a Shakespeare line. And it's just like, you're. You're, act, you're freaking the fuck out over something that is not really that serious. And so now I'm thinking it's serious. And I just got into something I didn't mean to. Mm-hmm. And she gets punished. So she's like, what the fuck is going on? She files a missing persons report for Shelly. And that does not go over well with anyone. And, you know, the LAPD doesn't find significant evidence, but it's the LAPD. Right. Also, they're trying not- to go through the Church of Scientology, which is... right. Great freaking luck. Good luck. Good luck. And Scientology is so rich. They can hire the best attorneys of of anywhere. They're so, so, so rich. And that's why they get away with all these things. Because when someone tries to sue them, which we'll get into later, they just bring out these bigwigs and they win everything. Yeah. And obviously the church claims that nothing's wrong with Shelly. She just doesn't want to do public appearances. If the church and her husband is insisting nothing is wrong, it's like, how do you even begin to start fighting that because no one around Shelly can say what happened to her or no one from the Scientology team, you know, the defectors, no, none of them know what happened or they aren't saying. And so you really don't know. I would so love to see a podcast series like serial come out about this where they like investigate it, but that person will probably actually be hurt um, by the Scientologist. Yeah, so I, it doesn't, we were talking about would anyone kill Leah Remini theoretically to shut her up. It doesn't necessarily seem like a prevailing theory is that she, Shelly, was killed. Um, Mm -hmm. This Vanity Fair article does quote, it says, some Scientology defectors believe she was exiled to one of the several secretive and heavily guarded bases the church owns in remote western locales. There, the sources say, those who were banned endure lives of isolation, menial labor, and penury. Oh, perfect. Right. It's not it's not a good life. She's if she, yeah. if this is indeed true, it's not like anyone there is on vacation. But it doesn't yeah. also sound like there's necessarily like a Scientology hit squad. So maybe I was just being like too paranoid for Leah. Maybe, but also at the same time, she knows what goes on in Scientology. So is her paranoia founded? Like, does it have legit reasons to be no, there? I was saying maybe I'm being paranoid about oh. something really bad befalling her. Yeah, because, maybe. I don't know. I mean, who knows? Let's just put it this way. We can say this, that Scientology and and David Miscavige, they are capable of all sorts of things. Yeah. And they have, they have no problem acting out on those things. I don't know what those things are, and I'm not going to give... I don't... I'm not going to be like, they murdered people because I have no proof that that happened. They are capable of things that normal people are not capable of or would do. Let's just put it that way. So, and it starts, it all goes back to Elrond taking your baby and taking him to Cuba and putting her in a cage. That's true. Yeah. This is not exactly founded upon like a guy of morals. Exactly. Leah Remini's on a crusade, but there's other Scientologists who have defected who really have let me down. (laughs) 
You watched Going Clear, one of the main, more prominent dudes' name is Marty Rathbun. He was the former senior executive of the church, and he was with the church for 27 years and broke in 2005, which, holy shit, that is a long-ass time. That's longer than I've been alive. In the documentary, he admits that he arranged to tap Nicole Kidman's phone because at the time she was married to Tom Cruise, and Nicole Mm -hmm. Kidman was a Scientology skeptic. So he claims that he tapped her phone. So again, and he claims that he did that under the order of David Miscavige. These claims are crazy. They're doing crazy shit. Um, They're capable of all sorts of things. Right. I don't remember like in the documentary what exactly was the straw that broke his back. Like, why he defected? Well, he was in the hole. There's, there's like three or four guys who are on this show who were in the hole. Most of them after they were in the hole, were like, I'm fucking out. He actually stayed for a while. Right. Marty did. So he stayed for a while and he was in, um, it's called My Scientology Movie and it's a British documentary. <laughs> Good okay. <name. laughs> I, yes, it's a, so, so great. Um, but Marty Rathbun is in it and he gets confronted in the, and I think that took place in like 2000, it was filmed in like 2000, I think it was like 2004, 2003 because the movie came out in like 2007. He's like very adamant that nothing is wrong, nothing is wrong, nothing is wrong yeah, and he's like he's like kind they're of not physically doing anything a, bad what are you talking about yeah he's very adamant and then like within the, the year after he breaks and then he's on going clear and then he starts his own blog and uh, yeah this is i'm interested to know really what caused him to break if it wasn't all of that stuff i'm sure i could just go back and watch going clear and he'll talk about it but okay here's what happened so after he breaks with the church he claims Miscavige sent his goons after him and was surveilling him, which like civilians aren't allowed to do, and harassing him. And there's clips and going clear of these people being like, hey, Marty, how's Monique? And what I, I don't know if that was like a direct quote, but they were definitely like antagonizing him and his wife and his wife, who was not a member of the church. And at yeah. one point, the church sued him for assault because Marty claims that this photographer was in his face. He takes the glass. He takes his glasses. The photographer wore glasses and like throws him off his face the church and the photographer claimed that marty hit the guy or he was bleeding and marty was like no i just took your glasses off your face but so then he got sued so that's just like one example of the types of stuff that would happen to people um it also kind of reminds me of that julia davis theory that we talked about earlier oh yeah of the britney murphy conspiracy It's all similar, but I do think that this guy actually was being stalked, whereas Julia Davis yeah. like just felt like she was. So, in 2013, they've had enough. But holy shit, that's right. a long-ass fucking time to deal with yeah. that. So, in 2013, his wife, Monique, files a suit against the church. So, okay, okay remember how I said that one of the protections of the church that you get when you become a religion is that members can't really sue? So, Monique was not a member of the church so she was able to file the lawsuit and a big thing in this lawsuit it was huge because they were intending to dispose David Miscavige they were intending to get him up on the stand and have him testify which you can't do if you're a member of Scientology but she wasn't and that's why this was actually genius because it was like holy shit 
we might actually get this guy on the stand, make him under the threat of perjury, tell the truth, which who knows if that would have happened. But in theory, he has to tell the truth on the stand. So this could have literally blown shit wide open. And I went onto YouTube... I found clips of um, some like low level court proceeding of the lawyer just talking about what they're intending to do. So I kind of want to play a few clips of what Monique claims in her lawsuit that the church was doing to them. Who is behind this organized campaign of harassment of this nice lady? We will prove that one person is behind it. A man named David Miscavige, who is the self-proclaimed Pope of Scientology. Just maybe a month or so ago, they discovered on this wooded property behind them a high-tech camouflage human surveillance camera. The camera was pointed directly at their home and at the driveway. They have a long caliche drive, you'll see coming into their home. So not only would they be surveilled, but people who came to see them uh, would be surveilled. But there were claims that someone sent a sex toy to Monique's job as like a Ugh. prank to make her look bad. And, and they think that that was members of the church. There were claims that people followed her in golf carts and yelled insults and rented homes near them and installed these high power surveillance systems to spy on them. Just like really insane stuff. Church lawyers defended these activities as legally protected free speech. And the lawsuit <laughs> went pretty high up, actually. This was filed in Texas. It went from Colmo County all the way to the Texas Third Court of Appeals. So, wow. it, yeah, it definitely seemed like Monique and Marty were fed up and they were going to take this all the way to the top. They, It seemed like they would take it to um, the Texas Supreme Court. And then all of a sudden, Monique fired her lawyers and filed a motion to end the legal battle. Seriously, Monique? I think that it's an interesting flip of the switch, right? Like you've been harassed for how many years at this point? And, you know, they're sent, they're jeopardizing your job, your home, your safety. And she is a child with Marty too. And so like you have a kid who's now subject to this and then suddenly you're just like, oh no, it's fine. <laughs> I don't want to do anything about it. So fuck that. I would go broke and take that as far as I could. I mean, granted, it's easier said than done because going broke for me would be like one trial court case. Um, so <laughs> going broke I mean, for me would be a parking ticket. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But Marty, her husband, he's the Scientologist or the ex-Scientologist. And he has a blog, which like you totally blew my mind when you texted me Fucking, this weekend. About yeah, the blog. it was like 1230. And I'm like, hey, have you read Marty's blog? And you're like, yeah, sure. I read it a while ago. And I'm like, no, but have you read it? Because the last entry is in February of 2018. And it seems like he's changed his tune completely. So yeah. his blog like now is slamming Leah Remini. He calls her group of supporters Merry Pranksters. And he claims that she asked Marty to join her efforts to take down Scientology. And so here's a quote about that. When I told her no thanks that I was not into juvenile delinquent cults, she disconnected from me. At least that is what she promised. Instead, she and her inner circle, and he named some names, have continued running covert ops on me and my family ever since. So oh, like, I'm like, there's there's a lot of things I have wrong with that sentence in general. Juvenile, they're not children. And I mean, juvenile delinquents, they're not doing anything wrong. <laughs> they're just talking about their experiences. There's nothing delinquent about it. 
the word cult strikes me as crazy that he uses it. Like he tries to call what she's doing a cult rather than Scientology a cult. Like, do you see how that yeah, is weird? Well, the language of this disconnected one is so yeah, it's so interesting because he takes the exact phrases almost from Scientology. That, yeah, he could that he had previously applied to Scientology. Now attributing them to Leah Remini and her supporters. I had to read this entry like a number of times, and I was like, "What the hell is happening?" And I literally was googling like. What's what's up with this dude? Like, it, am, am I like, am I on crazy pills or has he totally changed his tune? Totally has. And disconnected is a term used in Scientology where you disconnect from people who aren't believers in Scientology. He literally takes the wording from Scientology and just twists it and puts it on Leah Remini. So in my mind, Marty is like kind of full of shit. And in going clear, like I was, I was like, yeah, Marty, like, good for you. Marty can kind of go fuck himself because this is like, it seems to me that he probably got paid out. Him and Monique got paid out when they were going to sue Scientology. And now, you know, they're kind of, they're not Scientology, but they're defending Scientology. Okay, well, here's what happened. So he's also claiming that Leah's followers are attacking his wife's business and leaving bogus bad reviews. Maybe the cakes are just bad. And I read this article... And here's a quote. In 2015, the Rathbins, without informing their lawyers, moved back to Ingleside, where they somehow found the means to purchase a home appraised at $264,000. So it's like, hmm. And now I also read their former lawyers are suing them. They want to depose the Rathbuns and look into their financial records. And they suspect that their own lawyers suspect that they dropped the case against the church in exchange for a large payout. I agree with that. I guess being from California, I don't know how much of a large payout $264,000. I know. I'm kind of like, damn, that's really all it took. (laughs) You guys are cheap dates. (laughs) I'm going to sell my soul. Like, I'm going to need a couple cool mil. For real, especially from Scientology, I'd be like, pay up, Miscavige. Like, yeah, that's that seems a little low. But I do. I wonder if the Rathbuns paid their attorneys. I wonder if there's like they're behind on legal bills or something. They might have been working on contingency. I'd have to look it up where you don't get paid until the results happen. I don't know. Yeah. And then they just bailed on it. So then you don't get paid. Interesting. I didn't read anything that said that they weren't paying their lawyers, though. I think that the attorneys were just so confused and they were like disturbed because they were like, wait, what? We've been winning and we were taking this all the way. And then suddenly you guys drop us and drop the suit. Well, and the thing is, is that they would have won. And I think that's probably why they did get a payout because I I'm on team payout. I think they got paid out and they're just a bunch of chicken shits who, you know, get mad about someone leaving a bad report on her cake business and I think you're being a l- possibly a little too hard on them, and I will try to phrase this very carefully. And here's why. If <laughs> Marty and Monique are claiming that members of the church are on orders to harass them simply for defecting, simply for talking on a few documentaries, what do you think, if that's true and they did that, what do you think the church would do to people who are suing them and trying to kind of end the church. But at the same time, isn't that kind of like the real, the Leah Remini thing where it's like, is it because they're being, they're so well known for going against the church that it might be keeping them safer? How many people really know about this lawsuit? I had to like 
dig pretty far well, with, in the internet. You didn't even know about that they had withdrawn the lawsuit. Not withdrawn it, but I. But if you watch Going Clear, you know that they're doing it. And Going Clear was like a huge thing, I feel like. I don't know. I mean. Maybe you're right. Maybe this is part of my, I'm just in a bad mood today kind of thing. And I'm just taking it out on Marty Rathburn and Monique, but. It would, it would seem to me that if they're suing a church for harassment and intimidation, don't you think that if they were being harassed and intimidated, that that would continue when the stakes are higher, possibly escalate? I do think it definitely would poss- possibly escalate. But I also think because it is Scientology, like I, I feel like the word would still have gotten out if David Miscavige was he had really gone on trial for it and really brought up to the stand. I, I personally think that it's one thing to take a payout. I, I get that. Like if you want to pay out and, you know, you're broke and you're going broke because you're suing a multi-billion dollar religion then i get that but then to like get up there and then talk shit about leah remini and what she's doing because some of the survivors that she interviews like you feel for them and he's calling them juvenile delinquents but he did the same thing and going clear he talked about his story and what he went through so how is what he did any different than what leah remini is doing sure i just wonder if they're also victims in a way because it's not like they settled out of court they didn't they just withdrew entirely so it's not as if they're going broke and they're like fuck it i need cash now We'll settle out of court. They didn't do that. Well, I guess it goes back to our original point that Scientologists are pretty much capable of all sorts of things that we can't explain. So or don't know about. So or don't know about. So there probably is a hesitate to say reasonable, but there probably is an explanation as to why this case was dropped and why Marty and Monique have disappointed us. Is it money? Is it something more safety? Yeah. Is what is it? Don't know. So so obviously I was on Reddit and. There are people on Reddit who think that he's gone back to the church. Maybe he's not like super heavily involved in it anymore, but I think I read the same things you did on Reddit and I'm, I'm pretty sure he's gone back to the church. Yeah. I mean, who knows? But I have no way of knowing. He hasn't posted a blog post since February. In a while. Also, then part of me was like, wait, what if this blog was just like one of the fake um, defamatory websites? Like, ah. Yeah. I mean, the language is pretty weird. Okay. So another thought. Do you think Shelly is dead or do you think she's missing or what do you think? Oh, I have no idea because, yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm not inclined to trust really a lot of stuff that the Church of Scientology claims. But on the other hand, like, okay, who else, aside from like celebrities who might talk about Scientology, like are people, are regular non-famous people in the organization doing press nowadays? I don't think so, unless they defected. Right. So I'm kind of like, well, maybe the fact that she's not giving interviews isn't like that alone might not be a sign that something has befallen her. It seems like there's been like less of like a Scientology PR push than there was when Miscavige first took control. Yeah, I agree with you. There's, I still see Scientology like billboards and stuff, but I do think Scientology is like kind of big in California. Not like super big, but it's definitely more more prevalent. In Going Clear, they talk about when there's like bad PR about the church, they would send the wives to Anderson Cooper. So there hasn't really been anything like that that I've been aware of. So it's like, why would she be going out and doing press? I agree with you. If she was like not going on TV for that long, I'd be like, okay, maybe she doesn't want to do interviews. But no one has seen her. Like no one 
in yeah, general I mean, has yeah, seen I her. don't I don't not believe that there's something fishy going on Sketch. there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I won't even begin to say what it is because like it's also hard to find information about um, these theories because again the church denies everything. So all you can mm-hmm. say is what anonymous sources are claiming. Again, there's this theory that she's been like exiled or like in isolation somewhere. I definitely think something kind of sinister happened. But then I why? Just, I don't I don't think I found anything that would have like explained why she would have been excommunicated or murdered or whatever the case may be. Yeah, I I haven't either. And I also think that it's really hard to just make someone disappear. I wouldn't know. I hope to never find out. I agree. <laughs> me too. But if you take me, just tell someone. <laughs> just let someone know where I'm going. Um, <laughs> it's like when I Irish exit at the bar, I always tell one person that I'm leaving so that no one thinks I died. Going missing takes extreme amount of work by whoever is making you go missing because between technology and the police and other people there's a very high chance that you will be seen or caught at some point it's not like if i were to suddenly go missing like my coworkers would be like what the hell like my parents would notice and i'm not saying that like those close to shelly didn't notice but it's kind of confined within this insular community where someone tried to file a missing persons report for Shelly. It didn't go anywhere because yeah. the police would have to, I don't know, penetrate this like closed off kind of mysterious organization. It's like easier to hide someone when you're already like you're living right at the church site. You there's already people who claim that people get put in this trailer, don't come out for long periods of time. And there were never, as far as I know, charges filed about that specifically. No, I don't think so. Even though that's like so many laws broken, if they were in a church, that would be insane. When you think about hiding someone within the confines of something that's already itself pretty hidden to the public eye, that's really weird. And, and like, dark and like if what you said about leah remini is correct yeah people have noticed but they know they're not allowed to say anything yeah someone someone knows something another question do you think scientology will continue or do you think it'll die out soon it's so weird to me that there's all these famous people who are in it but then i guess john travolta um attributes a lot of his success to the church same thing with tom cruise so it's like, I don't know, I guess it's like a rich people's religion. I know that Scientology's seen a decline in membership. That much, I like they said, even on Going Clear. And I know that's true. And I think that maybe it's our age group is less likely to join. Like, why would a regular person join Scientology? Even if you're like a trust fund baby with money to blow, why would you join that religion specifically? I don't really get why anyone joins any cults I would say most, most cults, most of the ones that we've covered so far, I'm like, yeah, I understand parts of it, but I don't understand like what would make you decide to literally take the plunge. I just don't get it at all. Especially when you can now find out the entire rules and dogma of Scientology just in a Google search. It's not like shrouded in mystery anymore. You don't have to pay to get up to these levels anymore. If you want to know what they believe, you can just do a Wikipedia search. I mean, I I like to hope that it dies out soon. I don't know what they were doing, but the 80s were really popular in cults, and I don't think that's a thing for people our age. 
as much. And so I like to think that now with all these documentaries, and I really think the world is going through a, a documentary and like information obsession. Like people love hearing about true crime. People love watching documentaries on Netflix, um, HBO, all those things like all my friends watch documentaries. We all talk about them. We're all into these kind of shows. So I think that with the age of information and with the internet and with, you know, all this stuff coming out, they're going to see a huge decline. I mean, I don't think that they're going to go down without a fight. There's so much money and power at stake. It's like, oh, geez. But it's so weird because, I, again, like, I really think <laughs> if you were to just Google Scientology and you're like, Oh yeah, like a lizard overlord rules us ruled us all and now there's aliens in my brain. Like what would possess you to go join that? You're like, yeah, that's that's the religion that I identify with. Like I feel like it must have to do with like celebrities though because I feel like they probably just recruit each other. And maybe it starts off, maybe they're like, oh, you should just like join this club and network and like meet more people through Scientology. And they're like, okay, I need to get more roles. And then it spirals. Do you want to play a game, Sarah? Yeah. Let's Let's uh, lighten this up. I thought we could do something where we guess which quote is from science fiction and which is from Scientology. I mean, in theory, they're the same thing, but like, which is, you know, a religion, a religious text now. Okay. Now, before we start, I'm going to really need to hammer down the parameters. (laughs) Is it because I fuck up every single game? (laughs) Okay. I have two quotes that are from a science fiction book. Mm-hmm. And then I have one quote that's from L. Ron Hubbard in reference to Scientology. Okay, and it's like a book part or of Scientology. Science fiction books. Different science fiction books. Okay, hit me. Okay. So the first one. So I guess the this, one that's from Scientology. Yes. Okay. And if you don't get this one, I will literally fight you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is you're a, you're a wizard, Harry. Okay. <laughs> I had to do it to him. The second so one is why don't you? The second one is emotions are the curse of logic. Okay. And the third one is you don't have a soul. You are your own soul. Go for it. Which one is which one is which? You don't have a soul. Okay. Well, we talked about Dianetics and there being like a reason logic side and the emotion mm-hmm. side. So there's two sides. So they seem pretty equally important. So I'm going to go with the third one. That you don't have a soul. Yeah. You right. Woo! You right. And the whole quote is you don't have a soul. You are your own soul. In other words, you are not this book, your social security card, your body or your mind. You are you. That's from Dianetics um, written by L. Ron Hubbard. The other one, Emotions are the Curse of Logic, is in a book called The Green Brain. Don't know who wrote it offhand. And the first one is from Harry Potter, which is like my favorite yeah. movie slash book of all time. <laughs> okay. So that's funny. Um, yeah. So those are mine. Your turn. All right. I'm going to play Two Lies and a Truth because... Scientology is all lies. All lies. Um, Okay. So, yeah, you're going to have to guess what's true. Number one, Scientology's formal name is the Church of Christian Science. Number two, Scientologists believe when the world ends, they'll hold an all-night vigil and the ceremony requires the playing of flutes. Number three, famous Scientologists include Laura Prepon and Beck. You need to guess which of those things I just told you is true. So... 
the Church of Christian Science, I'm like 99.9% positive that is a different thing. There's a a store here in the San Francisco airport on books for Christian science. So I'm going to, I'm going to say that's not true. That's not, am I right on that so far? Can you tell me or do I, okay, no, I'll I go just want your guess and then I'll go through the Scientology holds an all night vigil. I'm going to say that is a Scientologist that belief. That is actually from an episode of parks and rec, which I think is actually wow. loosely based on Scientology. <laughs> And it's actually fucking great. And this is why I think very hot take coming up. This is why I think that Parks and Rec is actually one of the best comedies ever and even better than The Office. It's because Parks and Rec is actually a very smart satire. Okay, so they have this episode where there's this religion and they call themselves the Reasonableists. They believe that there's this lizard overlord named Zorp. And he's and at the end of days, they hold this all night vigil. They predict the end of the world. They play these flutes. And then they believe that Zorp is going to like rise up and like shoot volcanoes out of his mouth. And that's how the world ends. Okay. So it's like literally almost exactly Scientology. That's pretty good satire. So then the famous Scientologists, famous Scientologists are Laura Prepon and Beck. Yeah. Shocking. Wow. Isn't that Damn, weird? Just, it's always yeah. weird because it's like these people that you don't expect. Elizabeth Moss. I'm like, Ma'am, yeah, you are the I'm like, star girl, of the you're Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tale. Tale. Yeah, what? Like, it's so weird. Don't you think you would know something about like yeah, I feel like the regimes? Like, damn, shouldn't yeah. you know? Damn, what a letdown. You were correct. Yeah, and the Church of Christian Science yes. is a real thing. Okay, okay, you were correct. And a fun story about that is so um, I was hanging out with my friend and we were like, we had like dinner and then she had to audition for this concert band wind ensemble thing. We were like going to go out after. So she was like, why don't you just come to the audition with me rather than me like fucking around the city for like a half hour or whatever. And I was like, sure. Right. So the audition was held in the Church of Christian Science. And I'm freaking scared. I thought that 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 was Scientology and I was like holy shit I'm fucking because also we the Church of Christian Science I think is in the Upper East Side somewhere and mm. the Church of Scientology is in Harlem so I was like fuck like I'm about to walk into Scientology like holy shit am I gonna make it out like what's happening and so I like walk I'm like walking around you know I just go to grab like some water from right. the water cooler no one says shit to me and I'm like hmm people are like pretty nice and like not scary for like a Scientology church and then I went home and googled it and I was like oh these are the people who don't believe in medicine yeah which is arguably a crime in itself where the, yeah. like, the people don't believe in you know vaccinating their children I could go on for hours right. about my feelings of medical malpractice or medical negligence but not but, sci but it's not Scientology so it's not it's different it's a different breed I will say that you know, in all of our shit talk of Scientology, it, there's good people in Scientology. It's not like they're not all fucking David Miscavige's. They're not all horrible people. Yeah. They're not all people who go and harass people at their homes. There are families. There are good people in there who I don't want people to think that we're just like, fuck you if you're a Scientologist, because that's not the case. Because like, nope. I mean, I mean, people, I'm definitely scared of Scientology. I will be a hesitant of you. I'm not going to lie. Like if someone was like, I'm a Scientologist, I'd be like, I don't know how often we're going to hang out. How <laughs> <laughs> often am I going to hang out with like your backpacking, Buddha field-esque friends? 
Probably not, not very often. <laughs> Probably not very often. So it's just like one of those things. Well, thanks, everyone. If you listen this far for listening to the entire episode <laughs> of Not Another True Crime Podcast, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at NATC Pod, or you can email us at NATC at Betches.com unless you're a Scientologist and you're going to threaten us. Then kindly keep that to yourself. Um, yeah, but otherwise, don't email us. we do want your questions, concerns, thoughts comments whatever um again pre please pray for us as we probably are suppressives now maybe chelsea handler will adopt me i don't know hopefully yeah thoughts and prayers man thoughts and prayers and be sure to like and subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening to us on because you obviously should um it would be really helpful for us and we really appreciate it so we're uh going even further into the season we're gonna keep talking some scary stuff so please 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 stay tuned thanks for listening to this episode of not another true crime podcast and remember if you like weird shit you know where to find us Batches.